We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Sean, let's get in to some recruiting questions, sir. I think we had just had a super chat come in. Uh, we had a couple of super chats, Sean. So uh, we're about to laugh at Ryan. You ready to laugh at Ryan? Let's do it. All right. We had Matt's 2011 GT who said for Ryan's electric bill. Sean, I don't know if you heard this one. Thank you, Matt, first and foremost. Yesterday we were doing the show to talk about the – playoff picture and you know Notre Dame's bowl and all that type of stuff we're about three and a half hours in and I got caught like this because my power went out in my house which was terrible sir it was terrible wait do that again you got caught like what (laughs) (laughs) it was bad man it was really bad I went back to the video and watched and I was just stuck there and Brian's talking to himself he's like Ryan I don't know if I'm frozen or if you can someone say yes in the chat if I'm the one frozen, which was hysterical. But yeah, I had to go over to my in-laws last night for a little bit, you know, because they had power. I didn't. It was just one of those nights, man. It was just. And the worst part is, Sean, is that they prolonged that as long as possible to say with bowl game, Notre Dame was finally in. And I didn't even get to talk oh, about wow. the bowl game on the show. Yeah. It was awful, man. It was terrible. But. Matt, I appreciate this super chat, man. And uh, trust me, the, the electric bill is paid, sir. That was not in my control yesterday, all right? was in my control. All right, we're going to go to this one, Sean. So Michael S., thank you for the super chat. Michael just said, why can Dracovic, of course, Phil Dracovic, transfer for the second time? Interesting one. So Boston College now transferring to Pitts. Of course, former Notre Dame transfer, Phil Dracovic. It's because he's a grad transfer, Michael. He's allowed a second transfer if you're a graduate, right? So he's a graduate. He's able to do it. And, uh, yep, so he's going to be transferred for the second time. Appreciate your super chat there, though. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, here, Sean, here's a good one because we can talk about this one now. We talked about it a little the other day. Yeah. Hudson Card is a play. All right, so first from Gideon Rosa said, Hudson Card or Devin Larry, who do you prefer, Sean and Ryan? So we can talk about this one now fully, Sean, because we talked about Hudson Card because we knew he was going to enter the portal a few days ago. Devin Leary, the quarterback for NC State, former quarterback for NC State, also just said that he is entering the transfer portal today. So let's start the conversation, Sean. I'm going to kick it to you first. If you had the choice between Hudson Card and Devin Leary, where would you go on this one? I would go towards Card, and here are my reasons, right? The first reason would be health. If I already have a quarterback in Tyler Buckner that I have to worry about his health, I don't want another quarterback that I have to worry about whether or not he can stay healthy. The second one is coming into the season, everyone had this first-round buzz around Devin Leary, and I was critical because I knew coming into the season – he wouldn't have that left tackle that was taken high in the NFL draft or Kwame having his back once again. And I knew the offensive line would be young and that could be a problem. And I think we saw that with some of his inefficiency early in the season before his injury. He just wasn't the same quarterback. He lost both of his dominating running backs as well. I think he lost a couple of transfers. He lost his big target on the outside as well. So he didn't have the same skill position players coming into the season as well. So I expected his production not to be up to snuff. And, you know, I think coming into Notre Dame, he would play better. He would probably look better at Notre Dame. But I just don't want to have to deal with the injury concerns. I just don't. Especially with Tyler Buckner being part of the competition. I don't even want that concern. Huston Card, to me, I think, for what he was dealt as a backup to Quinn Ewers, the toughness he showed against Alabama, and then the very next game, the toughness he showed making plays outside the pocket with his ankle still bothering him. I thought he played very well against Texas Tech, and I blame that game on the defense, even though he turned the ball over in the second half. So I knew he was playing behind a porous offensive line. Quinn mm-hmm. Ewers was playing behind a poorest offensive line even though he did have look he had Xavier Worthy he had Bijan Robinson like you can't get around that it wasn't like he didn't have talent to play with offensively but when you don't have an offensive line in front of you that really impacts your ability to play so for me Mm -hmm. it would be Hudson Carr for me Devin Leary 
probably could come in and play very well. I just don't want I don't want any injury concerns. And I know injury can happen to anybody. Sure. Me personally, I just don't want the concerns coming from a guy I'm going out to bring in. Yeah, I totally get that. And we're actually on the same exact page here, Sean, because the people have posed this once to me already. Because there's going to be other names that are going to be out there, right? Like there's a possibility Michael Pratt from Tulane enters the portal at some point. Very interesting. That name he is, he is very interesting. Yeah. But I would say this, it, just in this conversation, Hudson Carr is extremely interesting to me because I used to think he played really well in Quinn Ewers' absence. I actually thought he was better than Quinn Ewers in the absence that he had from a just consistent level, consistency level. Drew, Le- uh, Drew Leary, Devin Leary is a very good college quarterback. There's no doubt. If you could guarantee me that for 2023 he is fully healthy, then I'm on board, 100%. But to your point, Sean, you can't guarantee me that because he's had multiple injuries now. He's missed a substantial amount of time. I mean, there's been upper body and lower body injuries at this point now for him with the recent peck that he had on his on his throwing side. So I just think there's too much there's too much variance for that for me, right? Like there's too much there's too much question marks for me, especially when the reason that you're where you are right now to need a transfer quarterback is because Tyler Buckner can't stay healthy at this point, right? Like if Tyler Buckner doesn't get healthy, it doesn't get hurt, and he plays well this season, you're probably rolling into next year like Kenny Minchie coming in, Steve Angeli. Like we're good. We don't need to do all this, but you need some sort of consistency in that room. And I'm again, I'm not bringing Hudson Card in to be like, Hudson, you are the starter from day one. I'm bringing him in and saying you have to beat out that number 12 over there who's back healthy and hopefully playing good football, right? And hopefully he can stay healthy. So it's a competition. It's just your point, Sean. I'm not two wrongs don't equal right, right? And, uh, you know, a, a injured quarterback with another injured quarterback is not – you're not going to fix any of the problems there. So I agree. I agree. And then, Sean, I think uh, you hit on this obviously a little bit, but John Banco just said, I've never seen Card play. What does he bring to the table? Uh, I'll, I'll throw out a couple, Sean, and then you add in anything that you want to add to it, right? So he's 6'2", 200-plus pounds from the state of Texas, former high-caliber uh, high recruit, top 100 kid. He's got that dual-threat ability, John. He was a, I think, verified in the four sevens coming out of high school, 35-plus-inch vertical. So he's an explosive kid dual threat, can move with the football as a runner, can be an extender, gets to his top speed very well. And I think he's just got a natural throwing motion, man. I think he delivers pretty easy velocity. Just the the inconsistencies with him right now is that you just haven't seen a ton, right? Like there's limited film on him. You're kind of banking on upside and potential, which I think he has a good amount of, right? So that's kind of what I see though, Sean. 6'2", dual threat kid, has a Good arm. Velocity is is plus in that department. He's been relatively accurate so far in his career. It's just about you haven't seen enough of him right now, right? Like, it's just a limited sample size. His running ability is what stood out to me. Toughness is what stood out to me. He is a tough kid. Tough kid. Man. Durable right? Can play through injury. You saw it this year. Not scared of the moment. Like, if you go watch him play against Alabama, he wasn't out there like, scared. Mm -hmm. He was competing. 
Like he was ready for that stage. He needs more time. And I think the reps he got will make him an even better quarterback. Lastly, with Mm -hmm. the team you have and the running game you have, he can push the ball down the field. Yes, he can. If you flip on the the West Virginia game, Sean, he threw a dot on like it was like a deep over route that was deep downfield, and he got smoked like (laughs) right in the mouth. And I was like, oh, toughness, some arm strength. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things. So Jason just asked an interesting question that I wanted to hit on real quick. He said, Did he get beat out by yours or was yours going to be the starter regardless? Jason, from what everything I've heard, and again, I don't I don't talk to the coaches, right? Making that final decision, but everyone that I talked to that was kind of just at the practices covering it and based upon everything they were hearing from their sources, was that Hudson Cardell played. Quinn Ewers in the preseason. He did. I, I think that there's obvious reasons that they started Quinn Ewers, and Quinn Ewers is talented, man. If he hits the ceiling, he's going to be very good for Texas. There's no doubt. But <clears throat> I, I think that that may have been a situation where things were promised, and we'll leave it at that. So, but great question. All right. Let's go to now, Sean. A great question, by the way, guys. So far, we love the questions, and we can talk transport all day because we're, we're in that, uh, we're in that variety now. Sean, I want to throw this one to you because I'm going to lose my mind if I answer it first, I think. From Shamrocker. Shamrocker, thank you for the question. What does everyone think of Graham Mertz from Wisconsin? Sean, your thoughts? Dude, he's not Jack Cole. <laughs> That's it. That's my thought. Like, just because he went, went to Wisconsin and we went there once, we don't go back to that well again. No. Sean, you know what's funny is I had a take that I got smashed on on Twitter a few years ago, man. I remember when Jack Cohn got hurt and Graham Mertz had that great first game. And then there was – remember, Wisconsin was dealing with COVID, right? So they didn't play for a few weeks. And I said, the minute that Jack Cohn gets back, he should be the starting quarterback. Said it because I just was not a Graham Mertz guy. wasn't. And I got smashed for saying that. Oh, Mertz is the future, all this stuff. I'm like, guys – played one football game man i know he played well and i know it hurt your soul too sean because i think that was against he illinois wasn't horrible it horrible illinois team yes, yes. That team and he torched horrible. them and he torched them he did yeah. but then you see when the, everything comes back jack Cohn transfers Graham Burst is the guy for the next two years it's not very good man just not very good there was something about quarterbacks that really hit the scene in that covid year mm-hmm it was almost like a mirage. Like Graham Mertz, DJ. Like you thought you had stars coming. And then all of a sudden, when real football and real preparation came back, you got to see what it was really like with those kids. So I wouldn't even want him at Illinois. That's how bad he is. Really? You think so? No. What do you think of at Illinois? No. Sean, let, let's play quarterback roulette for Illinois. Would you take DJ Uyunglele at Illinois? Yeah. You would? Yeah. In the Big okay. Ten West, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Would you take – well, you can't have Cade McNamara anymore, but you would have taken Cade McNamara, right? Yeah. At Illinois? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I thought he was a great fit for an Iowa-Illinois, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That, that's one thing. Uh, people were crapping – I don't know if I could say that on the show, but I just did. They were crapping on – the Cade McNamara decision to go to Iowa. I'm like, eh, 
It's all right. I mean, it's not too Ooh, bad, let's man. Let's be honest. Anytime I will, anytime Kurt Ferentz has had average to above average quarterback play, Iowa has been dangerous in the Big Ten. They have. They have. This this is what I know about Cade McNamara next year at Iowa, Sean. He's going to throw a small amount of interceptions. That's what he does. He's going to complete a decent, a highly percentage of passes, and he's not going to kill you. Do I think yeah. he's a playmaker? Nah. Yeah. Do I think he can carry a team? Nah. But for an Iowa team that's defense is still fantastic, couldn't he do enough to just kind of get you by? I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? Sean, we got a, we got a question just for you, sir. John A1 asked, would you take Drew Pine at Illinois, Sean? I don't think Drew Pine would take Illinois. I would really? take Drew Pine at Illinois, but I don't uh-huh. think Drew Pine would take Illinois. I think their sights are set a little bit higher than Illinois. And Brian, maybe I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. Drew Pine, the news broke, what, Friday morning? Yes. Right? Yep. So – we were literally on a show, Sean. It was yeah. actually um, it was at like two o'clock, and it it was like, all right, we're not doing this show anymore. We're just talking about Drew Pine now. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I understand him making the eleven o'clock a.m. Sports Center. I understand him making the twelve noon Sports Center. He, just because he's no names quarterback, right? But when it's post. Pac-12 championship game on a Friday night, and they still throw in that Drew Pine is transferring from Notre Dame when he's probably maybe, I don't know if he's even top 10 in the quarterbacks that are in the portal. That's questionable. But somehow, some way, he made it onto Sports Center in prime time. He's from Connecticut. His family has connections. I think it was great marketing. (laughs) I think it was great marketing. I I wasn't even mad at it. I would have done the same thing for my son. The exact same thing. And that's what makes me think he has his sights set higher than Illinois. So I I would absolutely take Drew Pine to Illinois. But I don't think he wants to be there. I don't think he wants to be Illinois. That's interesting, man. I honestly haven't given it much thought to where I think Drew's going to land because I have no idea. But he does seem like a Big Ten kind of kid, right? Like, couldn't you see him at Illinois, Iowa, Northwestern, like a school like that? Like, I could see that. I could see it 100%. But we'll see. We'll see how high he has his eyes set, I guess. But, I mean, I hope for the best for him, obviously, because he's a good kid. So People talking about, no, I've I've been in the rooms for a production – for a, a show in Sports Center, there's no way Drew Pine should have made the cutting room floor for 10, 10 o'clock Sports Center. He's not big enough. He's not to make that. There's a reason he made that. And it wasn't because of Notre Dame. There's a reason he made that. Period. I'm telling you. So that's why I tip my cap to the people around him and say, you know what? Job well done. And that's why I say he does. I don't think he would set his sights on a rebuilding team like Illinois that really, you know, he's coming from Notre Dame. Like he Mm -hmm. wants to go to a team that is at least outside chance to make it to the playoff 
That's what he's leaving. He's leaving a situation with an outside chance or a good chance to make a playoff. That's not Illinois. So, no, I don't – I think his sights are set a little bit higher. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how teams view him, right? Because his resume is pretty good. Mm -hmm. As a starter, 8-2 on the season, some pretty good games. On paper. On paper, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Like, he goes into that meeting, somebody's going to like him based upon the resume. Now, can he sell himself on the visits? To those schools, we'll we'll see. Should be interesting, though. Yep. We have, I mean, we have so many great questions here today, Sean. We had a super chat that came in. That was a from Maltavius that said, "Thank you for the super chat." Wait a minute! Don't tell me he froze again. I guess by the make Sorry, but my my internet just went wonky there for okay. a second. Can you hear me, Sean? I thought I was like, did he just freeze again? Can you you can hear me though, right? I'm not yeah. losing my mind. Okay, no. okay. From from Maltavius, with how highly touted Ewers was coming out of high school, my internet just went wild there for a second. What makes people think Card was better, but did not um, but did not good enough to get the quarterback one position? Uh, Maltavius, my comment was not about who I think is better. Right? I think that I mean, from a talent perspective, Quinn Ewers is a much more talented passer than Hudson Card, in my opinion. Quinn Ewers is. An NFL-level arm, there's no doubt. Like He has a silly amount of arm talents. I will say Hudson Card's a better athlete, in my opinion, than Quinn Ewers. But we were merely commenting on the fact that from everything we were hearing, definitely from everything I was hearing, that Hudson Card was the better player in the preseason, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all we basing it off, man. Talent aside, Hudson Card was playing better football from all accounts. So just all I was referring to, I don't – you know, from a talent perspective, I think that you could say Hudson Carr is a better athlete than Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is a better talent as a thrower. But Hudson Carr might be also more consistent as a passer right now. So there's a lot of give and take to that conversation. But from I'll everything we heard, Sean. I'll back you yeah. up, bro. Yeah. Go watch Texas football. Hudson Carr played. With, the offense was better with Hudson Carr. Mm-hmm. Just go watch the games. Don't agree. I don't agree. And I, I love Sean. I love this chat though. And sorry about Tavius. I just got sidetracked a little bit because everyone's saying that Vince is the one that's sabotaging my uh, electric. Did you see this post? Did you see this post, Sean? Did you see this post on uh, on the on the message board? So oh, yesterday yeah. on the show, people asked people asked on the show yesterday who would win in a uh, in like a steel cage match or something like that. Me or Vince, and we both had to like make the case for why we would win. And someone put literally a poll on the message board about who would win in a fight near Vince, which was fantastic. Now, Steel Cage, if Vince kept yes. you on the mat, mm-hmm. he might be able to do damage, especially if he runs you into the fence a couple of times, right? But if you get into <laughs> yes. your high-flying act off the turnbuckles, I think you can take advantage of him, right? I'm also a little bigger than Vince, man. I got a little weight on Vince, you know. I'm a little, a little bigger. Now, Vince, if you're talking about you freezing, Vince's, you know, performance with Sean Styers and Jesse on Friday night, live from yep. his hotel room. That that was that was a tough one for a while too. So both of you guys, I see now. I understand the message board topic 
that was going back and forth with these guys. Yeah, man. Hey, and people think that Vince is super scrappy, and he very well might be. But, you know, hey, you don't I'm know about me, guy. sir. I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Jersey. Yeah, I'm from so New hey, Jersey. Think, when you start talking about steel cage matches, I get serious. <laughs> I'm breaking down. Oh, Sean, I'm from New Jersey, man. They're not giving me enough credit. Because did you, Sean, the, the reason, though, the reason, the reason is because I was lit. Um, what was what were we talking about? So we were talking about who has a higher NFL fandom or something like that, right? Yeah. And then we're, we're talking, you know, about, you know, back and forth and who would win, all that type of stuff. And it was just a joke or whatever. But yeah. the reason that I got so angsty in the board though sean is that this poll i was losing like 77 to 23 percent. i only had 23 percent of the vote that i would win in the steel cage match it wasn't even 50 50 man can i get a little can i, can I get a little bit of more credit though. than this would you play fair though see which guy are you would you be the heel yeah okay I, I'll, I'll put it like this i'll put it like this i am an incredibly competitive person okay i will have no problem cheating a little bit on a in a board game to win. I have no problem doing that, man. Zero issue doing that. So you can take that for what they want, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't like losing, man. I don't like I don't like losing, but we'll uh we'll spare Vince this time. He's got five kids, like someone said in the chat. So I, I they can't be fatherless moving forward. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you again though, Maltavius, for the super chat. I don't know how we got to that point of this, but yeah. Yeah, it was a good talk. Good talk. So we're going to Tommy Guns now. I said, Ryan, man, if you're currently getting spanked in the poll between you and Vince, need to give people a reason to vote for you like I did. Tommy, that's what I'm saying, man. I'm trying to make the case. I'm from Jersey. I'm younger. I didn't say that. I'm younger. I'm bigger. I mean, there's, there's, I got a lot going for me, man. Got a lot going for me. But, you know, keep moving. Keep moving. Sean, we got from Jared Mitchell. Uh, sorry, Jared Michael. I can't read. My apologies, Jared. Do you wait to see how Buckner does in the bowl game before going after a transfer? Your answer to that. No, you can't wait. No, no. That's not how this works. You don't watch all the quarterbacks come off the board. You can look and practice in bowl preparation and evaluate Tyler. Tyler was up with Tommy Reese for a reason. They wanted to continue his development. So he can see things and learn. If Tyler Buckner locks in, Tyler Buckner is going to be okay. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar. I'm not saying he's about to be a Heisman winner. If he locks in and puts in the work, Tyler Buckner has the talent to be a good quarterback. He does. All right. You now, can't wait, man. You can't, you can't wait. Wait. These quarter once the first domino falls. It's gonna fall quick. It's gonna fall quick. And then you, you can't wait. And then and then Jared, you're gonna get yourself in a position where you get the bottom of the barrel, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's Notre Dame, man. We don't push for the bottom of the barrel. You yeah. go get the best you can get, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 I agree completely. Heck no. Great. <laughs> man. Sean, I'm, calling, I'm calling Spencer Sanders right now. I'm calling guys as soon as they hit. And I don't know what direction they want to go in, go in, Brian. So I'm just throwing yeah. names out. I'm not saying I, I get have that information, but yeah, man, I can't. Sean, we're having a great conversation, man, but I can't get past some of these comments, man. Be hard. Ten seventy four said Vince is already in your head. You done lost. I don't agree. I just don't agree. Don't agree, man. Right. We had don't 
Thomer Thomer right. Wops said, "I'm officially yeah, throwing my hat in the ring to be your." Oh, man. Vince. Oh, oh I thought you were. I thought you were. I thought you were going to join yeah, the Steel Cage I'm match. Be, I'm going to be your Bobby Heenan. I got you, bro. I'm throwing <laughs> all the illegal objects in the ring and distracting the referee. I got you. Oh, that's too yeah. funny. We had, we had Dober Wap who said, Ryan, you are you the uncle that t- takes holiday fo- family football a little too seriously and runs over your small teenage nieces to make a touchdown? Nah, man, I don't run them over, Domer, but it's mostly just because I don't play tackle anymore because my body doesn't react. But but if a ball's in the air and it's a one-on-one with a niece and I get a little push in the back, then, you know, <laughs> stuff happens, man. I'm not trying to hurt anybody, though, but, you know, just you – know, if you're, if you're not if you're not cheating, you're not trying. You know what I'm saying? So that's all, so we'll keep there. All right, let's go to next one. To Salty Virginia Peanuts said, "How long is Chad Bowden's day right now, Sean? Can you imagine? Could you imagine right now, man? Between entertaining and welcoming in visitors, transfer portal setting up visits, communication with Marcus Freeman, coaches." In a recruiting class, mm-hmm. he's earning his money. I'll just leave it at that. Like whatever he's being paid, he's earning it right now. He's earning it right now. So, based upon the outcome, he might deserve a raise. I'm all for it. I'll put it out there first. If this class stays intact, they get a good big time quarterback and mm-hmm. get defensive help in the portal. Give that man Chad Bowden a raise. Yes. Give him a raise. Make him a statue. He can have whatever he wants after this thing that he's doing right now, man. No doubt. Chad's done an incredible job. Sean, are you down for this? Craig D said Ryan and Sean versus Vince and Brian tag team match. (laughs) Oh, we're, yeah, we will win that. We probably would, but I I would never do this, though, because. We'll jump in shortly. We will win that. We'll and win. then and then Brian and then Brian will fire us afterwards. So I need my job and you know to, to, for my family. So no, Craig, it's a no for me. But it's a good thought. Yeah. Man. Oh man, we're off the rails today, and I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Sean. Get the table. So That's right. say, what is happening? That's right. Oh gosh, this is too funny, man. All right, let's go to. I'm doing the Kabuki Green Mist. I'm doing everything. Yeah. Any and everything going advantage. <laughs> oh man, this is too funny. I love this stuff. All right, we're gonna go to Ant underscore VR. Is it that he's opting out or he's injured and is just saying he's going to start prepping for the draft? This was about the Jackson Smith and Jacob stuff that we yeah. were talking earlier. Yeah. So, Ant, to my knowledge, he is opting out of the bowl game and he's going to prepare for the NFL draft. He's declaring for the NFL draft. So yeah. that's that's my understanding. If I misread it. Apologize, someone correct me in the chat, but I believe that is my understanding of it right now. Oh no, what are they saying in the chat right Anthony now? Anthony Solomon is the best. He's the best. What do you say, Sean? What, what, I, oh wait, wait, let me bring it up. Sean with the brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, baby, yes. Oh, it's too Oli, funny, man. Holy Anderson style of the four horsemen. Absolutely, that's <laughs> fantastic. We have Milton fan said. <laughs> Give us a super chat. Thank you, Melvin Fair. Appreciate you. Vince can compete with Jordan. Can you, Ryan? Uh, I mean, by the definition, Melton Fan, I guess I could compete with Jordan, but I would lose epically at the same time, right? So I guess that's what Vince was trying to say, Sean, was that he could compete with him, as in he would be in the arena, but he would, you know, he would not win, obviously. So 
Oh man, too funny, too funny. Thank you though, Milk fan. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you. I don't want to do that, Clay. Clay, I wouldn't want to do that to the Michigan podcast guys. Oh no. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that, man. That might be the quickest win in in history. Oh gosh! Can you imagine gosh. if we could put these matchups? What was that show MTV used to have? Remember, they used to have the wrestling matchups with like celebrities. It was called Celebrity. Uh, oh, what was it called? Celebrity Cage Match. Yes. Death match. Yes. Match? Mills Lane as the yes. rest. Yes, that yep. was a great show. We should do yep. it that way. We should have animators do it that way. That'd be. That's cool. so funny. That's hysterical, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone actually asked this before, Sean. I think they took like a couple other Notre Dame outlets and like who would win in like a flag football game or something like that. It's so funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Celebrity death match, John yeah. just said. That's what I thought that it was. was yeah. That show yep. was fantastic. That was funny. Yeah. All right. So let's go to Antoine Pochet Rodeau. Ryan, Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders just entered the portal. What are your thoughts on him? Sean, I know you already threw his name out, so I'll give my thoughts on him too, but I kind of want to kick it off to you as far as what are your opinion on Spencer Sanders? I feel like we never talked about him together. Well, if you bring Spencer Sanders in, is it really a competition? You know what I mean? That I think Spencer Sanders, once again, it's not even about Notre Dame. It's about what the young man is looking for. I think Spencer Sanders will be coming in expecting to be the leader, the quarterback, and I don't know if that fits with what Notre Dame wants to do. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So unless they just see something in bowl preparation that makes them feel like, you know what, we got to go get a dude. Right. Even if it's for, even if it's for one year, we got to go get a dude, you know. Yep. And this is where Kenny Minchie could afford them to do that. Because if they go get a dude – and they Minchie red shirts, and they get him ready for the following year. Then, if you happen to lose in Angelia Buckner, it doesn't really hurt you because Carr's coming in next year, mm-hmm. and then you can go add depth in the portal if you want to do that in twenty three. So it's a lot. I mean, they can be bold and go get a dude, or they can go get someone that they feel like can. They feel like they can come in and compete, right? And raise the level of competition. They can pretty much do whatever they want, but they got to get it right, Ryan. They have to uh, get they, it right. They definitely have to get it right. There's no doubt business. about it. You have to, man. You have to get it right. Whether it ends up being a really good backup or it ends yeah. up being the starter, you have to get it right. You cannot get yeah. a dud in the portal, which is why I I would personally tra- I would personally pass on Spencer Sanders for one big reason, Sean. This is the mm-hmm. biggest reason for me. I love Spencer Sanders' talents. That kid has a rocket for an arm. He's got wow. a whip. Man. And he's a really good athlete. And early in the year, he was playing some good football, man. But and then it became the same Spencer Sanders that I've seen over the last four years is that you just can't depend on him to be consistent, man. You can't depend on it. He's and just a very volatile too. quarterback. Yes. yes. Down the time. stretch. That's what yep. yeah. Now we'll and say he got that, a, yeah. their run game struggled all year. It wasn't the same. It did. It did. It wasn't the same. And they didn't have the same defense. So he was forced to have to score as mm-hmm. opposed to the Oklahoma State last year where they played from ahead. 
a lot because of that defense. So I don't, you know, when you bring somebody into Notre Dame, you know, what are they walking into? Are they walking into a veteran defense that you really feel like is going to lock teams down? Or do you are you bringing somebody in that might have to play from behind a little bit early on in the season as the defense gets it's – it's a lot to really kind of play out in the mind when you really think about what they want to go get. Like early on, do they need a guy that they can, you know, depend on mm-hmm. and know he can go out here and put up points while the young defense kind of gets their feet under him? It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Sean, it's just like one of those, right? Like, if you told me I was getting the good Spencer Sanders every single week, I'd be like, heck yeah, buddy. That's a talented I kid. Mean, but if you told me I was getting the, the healthy Devin Leary, I would say. Yeah. yeah, sure. Well, sure. That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. We had um we had somebody else ask up here. I know I saw it coming in. So Patrick Tolan just asked, redshirting Minchie puts Carr and Minchie in the same class, right? So, Patrick, what would happen? Because, okay, so CJ Carr's 2024, Katie Mitchie's 2023. It would make them both technically freshman eligibility-wise in 2024. But the thing is that you could also redshirt CJ Carr, right? So he ha- technically has four four years of playing time in a five-year window if he uses his redshirt. Mm-hmm. In that situation, Minchie would have four years to play four years. Yeah. So – Technically, yes, but it also depends on what your plan is with CJ Carr then. I mean, if Kenny Mitchie's your guy in 2024, let's say, and CJ's not going to be the starter, maybe you redshirt him, and then that would move that eligibility to the next year type of thing. So just a quick question on that. Very good question. would want to, once again, going to what the kid wants. Mm -hmm. The kid that's, yo, is that a – Big 12 championship game on the verge of CFP. So the programs he's looking for would be on that level. So I wouldn't be shocked if he went to an Auburn per se, or if he went to, heck, if Bama strikes out on Drake May, which I doubt they do, uh, (laughs) you know, could he go, heck, I don't know who Kirby has, but could he go to Georgia? Doesn't really fit Georgia, but I, I wouldn't like you know you know an interesting one, Sean. Here's an interesting one for you. I have no idea if this is a, even a conversation point. Mm-hmm. If Drake May does move North Carolina, though, he would be pretty fun in Phil Wongo's air raid. He would. So yeah. it'd be pretty fun, man. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, he's definitely like an air raid quarterback, though. Don't you yeah. agree? Like outside vertical, run the yeah. football type of guy. Like that's that's who he is, in my yeah. opinion. So, do you yeah. think he would interest? Uh, no, Travis kid has another year at Florida State, doesn't he? He does if he wants it. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. if he wants it. Mm-hmm. Man, there's actually there's actually some draft conversations with Jordan Travis. So I guess you never know. But tough to your kid. Point, he's a tough he's kid. A tough kid. Really good athlete. Tough kid, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but we'll yeah. see. Charlie Lice's last felt loop with the super chat. Thank you, sir. Just said, Ryan, you're a South Jersey guy. You're rubbing shoulders with the old ladies at ShopRite. Do you expect <laughs> Notre Dame to get a transfer quarterback before Christmas? Thanks. Charlie, you're you're not – look, man, New Jersey gets a bad rap, Sean. We know that there's a North Jersey and there's a South Jersey. South Jersey, yeah. you know, 
I'll take the Philadelphia area over New York area any day of the week. All right. Just leave it like that, Charlie. Yes. Do we think it will be happening before Christmas? Yes. I think that a transfer destination will be made before Christmas. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Because that gives us several weeks from now for that to be figured out. So, yes, I think that you're going to start seeing a lot of guys coming off the board relatively quickly. Because, Charlie, we talk about this all the time, right? Most guys that enter the portal have an idea of where they want to go before they enter the portal, yeah. right? So, yeah, I think that that decision happens before Christmas. I do. Could it be longer? I guess it's possible, but I think it's before Christmas personally. And I will vouch for Ryan in the South Jersey, the Philly area, <laughs> because I have family in Newcastle, D- Delaware. That's not mm-hmm. too far from the Philly area. And they're tough. So I don't – I, I vouch for the people in that area. It's, yep. Tell them, Sean. Tell them, man. Tell them. It's real. <laughs> it's real. It is, real. it is, man. It is. We had another super chat from 82 Slice. Thank you for your super chat, sir. Looks like yes, looks like that's the guy in the picture. Why haven't we seen Tommy Reese on any of these recruiting visits lately? We've seen just about all the other coaches, but no sign of Reese. Anything up? Nope. Don't think anything's up. Uh, I think that Tommy will be making his rounds just like every other coach. The the, the problem 82 Slice is that We've talked about this before. There's a limitation on how many coaches can be on the road at once, right? So I think as a coach comes back, Tommy might be going out to certain destinations. But, yes, I do expect Tommy to be on the road here and at some point. Priority, right? Yeah. It's about mm-hmm. priority. Tommy's yeah. priority right now is Steve Angeli and Tyler Buck. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's his highest priority. And and part of this too, Sean, is like, you know, I mentioned already that Al Washington might be out to see a couple uh, West Coast defensive ends for 2024, right? Yeah. Tommy's already got 2023 locked up, 2024 locked up. I mean, he's now working on 2025 quarterbacks, right? So, yeah, offensive coordinators have a role in all the offensive recruits, sure. But to your point, there are other players that are maybe just a slight more priority than maybe who's Tommy's going to see at this point. So The portal is more important to – Dude, the quarterbacks you have in the transfer portal is taking up enough of Tommy's time right now. Like, because mm-hmm. he knows, they know they have to get this right. All right. So we had, um, someone just popped this in, Sean. I just want to talk about this real quick. Andy Whelan said, someone brought up Drake May leaving UNC. No way. Uh, Andy, <laughs> it's out there, sir. It's out there. We got a tip a couple of days before the, the report came out that this is something that legitimately may happen. So, is it 100%? I'm not saying it's 100%, but all I'm saying is if it does happen, do not be shocked, and do not be shocked if it's Alabama shortly after, okay? Oh, we'll leave it at that. All I'm saying, the bag is coming. <laughs> it is coming, man. No doubt. No doubt about it. And that's going to be an interesting conversation if and when that does happen, Sean. It's going to be very Honestly, interesting. it's about him, right? Because mm-hmm. he's going to be a top pick. I don't care what school he he's, goes to. He's going there for one year for yes. obvious reasons, and he's going to go to the NFL. That's yep. what that conversation would be if that does happen. Yep. Absolutely. I had another super chat. Get a lot of super chats today, too. We appreciate y'all. Domer Wap just said, love you guys. Great show. Informative and extremely entertaining. Well done. Thank you, sir. Thank we genuinely you. appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. Got some more questions. A lot of questions. Love it. Love all these questions, man. All right. 
Oh, and by the way, just so everybody knows, I, I think everyone noticed that we started at 2 o'clock today. That is going to be a 2 o'clock Eastern time. That is going to be a consistent thing moving forward because Sean records the Lucky Lefty podcast and he has to do his editing and everything like that before the show starts. So wanted to give him some time in between the two shows to be able to get all that stuff working and stuff. So, yes, just so you all know, 2 o'clock will be the normal time from now on for this show. Sean, we had uh, Antoine Porcher. Oh, no, we already answered that one. That was about Spencer Sanders. Got to uncheck those ones, Ryan. All right. From Salty Virginia Peanuts said, Ryan, you talked to the great one a few days ago. What is the nature of his injury? Will he play against North North Shore in the state semis this Friday? Salty, I just wanted to pull this one up because I haven't – I just want to make sure that you know I saw it. I reached out to Jaden shortly after the game. Haven't heard back from him yet about the injury. Talked to him before the game. Didn't know that he was going to miss the last game against South Lake Carroll. So as soon as I know a little bit more insight as far as what the injury is, I will be sure to make you update, um, keep you updated. Fortunately for Jaden, he, you know, if he's able to play, he's going to have an opportunity, obviously, against North Shore because they, Sean, even without Jaden Greathouse, Westlake won forty-four to seven this past <laughs> week, which was wild without Jaden Greathouse. So, but I'll I'll let you know, salty, as soon as I hear a little more in depth on that one. But it was a weird year week week in recap, by the way, Sean. I don't know if you saw this, but De La Salle also played Folsom. Right. We knew that we knew that Rico Flores wasn't going to play because of the broken foot. Right. But Cooper Flanagan didn't play in that football game either. So you right. had three guys that weren't in in. And if I'm not mistaken, there was like a picture that they took together and yeah. the game floating around somewhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, we just had someone. Yeah, man, it's interesting. Surprised nobody's asked us about. Um, surprised no one's asked us about. Uh, apparently, Austin Stogner just entered the portal again. He was the Oklahoma to South Carolina transfer. I could have told you that one a few days ago, D Rock, but obviously, I'm not going to steal the kid's moment. But yeah, that one was an imminent one that was going to happen. Just want to answer this one from Gideon Rosa, who said, I'm surprised nobody's asked us about Deion Sanders yet. Um, all that conversation. So I don't know if you talked about that on your show earlier, but that's. Uh, Interesting talking point, but Gideon Rosa just said, when when are they playing Geyer? So apparently, Gideon, they're not going to be able to play Geyer this week. One team is playing in the large school classification. Mm-hmm. One's playing in the small school. I believe it's Westlake in the large school, Geyer in the small school. So they both have an opportunity to win state championships this year, so they will not be playing. Yeah, I think uh, – did they – was that the final or the semifinal for Geyer this week when they beat Carroll? I think they were – so they both – I think they both have to win next week to make the state championships. I think they're both 14 and 0 and they play 16 games in Texas. Gotcha. To be as yeah. So yep. Okay. So that might have been like some type of sectional championship yes. game to get to the semis. Correct. Correct. Okay. And I just had someone correct me that I wanted to just put out there. Salty said, and Salty, my apologies. Said Den- Denton was the one that beat South Lake. They dismantled them yeah. Westlake beat San Antonio Brennan that's my fault salty luckily in the in the uh in yeah. the recap that I wrote it is correct so, so I just checked it to make sure I didn't miss those ones up so yeah yep but to your points all right got a few more and then we're gonna get out of here here is from John Climac mailbag thoughts on Buckner starting and game plan for using him full bore right out the gates question mark so Sean I, look, we talked about this a lot. I'm a little hesitant on giving it a full go on Tyler Buckner coming back from an injury so quickly. I am personally. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the exact, like how good he feels, what percentage he is back, all that type of stuff. 
want to hear your insight though. What would you do? What would your game plan be with Tyler Buckner and thoughts on him starting in general, potentially 2014 music city bowl. Evan Malik. Oh, good call. Evan Malik going back and forth. You have the passer and then you have the runner, the more athletic guy, you know? So yeah, to ease him back in, you don't know how, whether or not he's going to be 100% full go physically. Well, he's practicing, so physically he's able to practice. They feel like he can play. But I would start Tyler, mm-hmm. you know, to get into the game and then find ways to implement Steve in a certain packages, even if it was in the middle of a drive for certain plays and things of that nature, because you have to worry about Tyler's timing, you know, being that that's his first game and over – what five months four or five months so that's it would probably be yeah three months i'm sorry so Mm -hmm. that's that's going to be tough for him so just putting them both in advantageous positions like perfect example Mm -hmm. i watched k clubnik play in Mm -hmm. a championship game and i said to myself okay you had time off you know, after the loss, he had some time to get better. Yeah, that's the right time to put him in. Putting him in, backed up on the goal line against Notre Dame in that environment, that was the worst. You are, you are not doing that kid any favors. Like, you're asking <laughs> him to come in and be a savior in that environment. Like, that's – Dabo, that's a bad decision. That's mm-hmm. a bad, bad decision. So, it's all about putting guys in the right position you know, to be able to be successful. I believe most people might not think so. I believe the same game plan that allowed Notre Dame to go eight and two after Tyler Buckner got hurt. If Tyler Buckner's handing the ball off 40 plus times, I think he'll be just fine. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're going to run the bootlegs, you're going to bring Michael way around, you know, on the misdirection, Lorenzo around on the jet sweeps. I mean, if, you, if that's the offense you're going with early on to get him acclimated, Tyler, I think Tyler would be fine. I yep. think he would be fine. No doubt. I, I mean, we, we, we see this very similarly, Sean. I, it's not that I don't want him to play. I'm just not full go guy. Right. John, like I don't want to throw him into the fire, man, because if he gets injured again, then you're like, that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of over, right? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. All no, right. I didn't say Mayer um, was playing. I was just using the example of how <laughs> they ran the offense with Drew Pond. Yes, that was a nice try, though. <laughs> nice try. I mean, I hope Michael Mayer pays, uh, but yeah, I don't. I would not. I would not hold my breath on that one, sir. <laughs> not hold my breath. Milton fan said, "Mailbag any." Update on Armel Mukum senior year. Did he improve significantly? I think he did, Sean. I think that Armel looked very good. Pow- mm-hmm. I mean, we knew he was powerful and explosive, but he looked like he knew a lot more of what he was doing this year for Woodbury Forest. So I thought Armel took a huge step forward, Milton. Again, he's not fully there, right? Like he's only been playing yeah. football now for two years. Yeah. But the explosiveness, the physicality, the power, it's all there. If yeah. they're able to manage it and accentuate it properly, develop it properly, I think Armel is going to surprise a lot of people at Notre Dame. I do. It's just about development with that young man because he has all the tools. He's a really good kid, smart, 
and he takes coaching very, very well. So I yeah. think the future is bright for Armand Mukum. Yeah, and then, you know, just like the running back situation that Brian has brought up, you know, in a couple of years, you have Traore, you have Mukum and their development, which both guys are just long and big and probably can become beasts. You'll look back and say, okay, yo, if that's what we ended up with, of course, I would love to have Keon Key. Like, if you give me the choice, like, do you want this dude or two really good dudes? More than likely, I think most people would say, give me Keon Key. But, sure, you know, I'm not mad that we're getting the two guys we got. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Now, it's it's not like they're consolation prize. Like, they wanted those two no. to be a part of Keon Keeley, right? right? Like, it's not a replacement, but, no. yeah, to your point. We had Antoine Porcher-Rodeau who said thoughts on Kent State wide receiver transfer Dante Cephas. I just want to bang this one out real quick, Sean. Dante Cephas, I actually did some NFL draft preparation on him before the season. I thought there was a chance that he may enter this year's draft. So he's about 6'1", 188-ish pounds, somewhere in that ballpark. He's smooth, pretty explosive, understand how to manipulate space. I think he's a very natural slot receiver, but it can also do some stuff after um, outside the numbers as well. But – I like Dante Cephas. If Notre Dame is, we think that there will be someone in the wide receiver market potentially, wouldn't be shocked if he's the guy that they look at. Wouldn't be shocked. I don't have any intel on that. It's just, you know, we'll see. He's a very talented kid, though. No doubt. All right, then we had Gideon Rose. Short follow-up. Who does Notre Dame have a better shot at? I believe that was the Card versus Leary conversation, Sean. So right now, I think that everything we're hearing from sources – we don't think they're going to make much of a push for Devin Leary. I think that card is definitely a guy that they'll push for. He's definitely at the top of near right near the top of their list, but I don't think that they'll push very hard for Devin Leary. So to bang out that one, Sean, let's go to this one. I'll, I'll throw this one to you. Brian Shaw said, any chance of Keaton Slovis to Notre Dame? We know that Notre Dame did reach out to Keaton Slovis last off season. I hope not. I hope not. I was upset that they reached out last year. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> no, that's not it, man. That's not it. Like, I'm looking for Notre Dame to swing big on this quarterback thing. I really am. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're set up perfect to swing big. Yes. You're set up perfectly to swing big. Like, don't – no, go heck. Call Drake May. I don't care if you don't have the bag. Call him. <laughs> Even if he can't get in academically because of whatever admissions doesn't want to let him in as a two-year, okay, fine. Still make the call. Just make the call. Swing big, man. Swing big. Oh, man. Uh, Sean, it, look, man, I really liked Keaton Slovis as a freshman at USC. Just hasn't been the same guy since. I mean, no. multiple shoulder injuries. Just he's he's regressed as a player. So, yes, the main now wouldn't even entertain it. Sean, we talked about this slightly in the beginning, but let's go a little more in depth on this one. Clay Murphy said, thoughts on Phil Dracovic going to Pittsburgh. You like that fit? I like the offensive staff better at Pitt than I do Boston College. Yes, agree. But once again, can he stay healthy, man? It's, Phil's problem has been health. Mm-hmm. Health. And he's been behind horrible offensive lines two years in a row. Yes. So it, he well, might. This, he, he might. This year, was, this year was a different animal, Sean. This was yeah. a bad offensive bad, line. 
but he might have done this out of uh, survival mode. Like, <laughs> dude, I'm just trying to survive and find yeah. a better offensive line. Yeah. All right, we have – oh, man, I hate these likely questions, but Zach's popping it into us, man. Zach Martin with the Super Chat. Zach, thank you very much. In order of most likely to Notre Dame, Sean McCullough, Braden Fisk, Hudson Card, Dante Cephas. Hmm. All right, um, I'll take a crack at this, Sean. You tell me your list. Ready? So I'll say most likely Braden Fisk. Then I would go to Hudson Card, D-Lind McCullough. Uh, sorry. Deshaun McCullough, excuse me, uh-huh. and then Dante Cephas, just because I don't know enough about that one. So that would be my list. I don't know if you have something completely different, different, whatever. No, I rock with you on that. All right. That's fair. I mean, like I said, man, I think Braden loves Notre Dame. I think it may end up being a good conversation for him there. Hudson Card, I think there's mutual interest there. We'll see how things work out. Deshaun, I think there's also mutual interest, but – you know, Ohio State versus Notre Dame battle, got to win that one, right? So that's going to be a yeah. tough one. And I just don't know enough about Dante Cephas. And if Notre Dame's reached out, if they're interested, if he's interested, like, I don't know. I don't know what type of student he is. Like, I don't I don't know any – I don't know enough about Dante Cephas. So I just know he's a good football player. That's all I know about him. Let's go now to Nathan Urbeck. Understanding it is very unlikely. How down would you guys be for taking a Nick Evers? So that's the freshman quarterback out of Oklahoma that is transferring, Sean. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't even think about it because, like you said, it's just – probably not going to happen. Yeah. Dude, it's not a Notre Dame fit. Forget football, just admissions. and So, yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. First of all, he would be – this isn't – yeah, see, this is – I don't want to go get somebody that will be a first-time starter or doesn't have a lot of playing, enough playing experience. That I don't want. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. whoever comes in, I want them to have some playing experience under their belt. Yeah, I agree. And I keep seeing people saying that Sean McCall is going to Oklahoma. That's a weird one. Is that actually a thing? I haven't yeah, seen anything about that. I, I think uh, 247 put something out. Yeah. Okay. Grain of salt on that then. Grain of salt. We'll see how it works out. All right. So then we got another super chat from Milton Fan. Thank you, Milton Fan, for the super chat. It said Armel Mukum's ceiling, Sean. What's his ceiling? I think that he could be a let's comp. Can we go ahead? I'm I'm interested in hearing your comp. I I think his comp is Adio Gandiji. I think that's his comp. Yeah. Yeah. Same name. He might be more physically gifted than Adi, though. Mm-hmm. It's possible. But, yeah. I mean, Adi, his last year, led them in sacks. Didn't he, didn't he have, like, eight sacks this senior year? So, like, yeah. and he got drafted in the NFL. So, yeah. it's a pretty good one. So, yeah. I'll go with Adi. I think that's a good one. All right. Let's go to – Sean will do on – all right. Here we go. Joel Easton. He bit on it, Sean. He said, I'll bite on it. What do y'all think about Coach Prime calling the guys he's bringing um, as Louis Vuitton luggage, and that the rest of the players should enter the portal? Sean, did you see? Did you see the video, Sean? That's that's what you call transparency and the harsh truth. I agree. This is the business, and see, this is for everyone 
that was pro-player when all of this stuff started, we had a show, myself and Brian, where we kind of said, when this happens, just understand the coaches are going to have some power to Mm -hmm. do certain things on their end. So now you're seeing coaches walking into programs like Colorado where the play was abysmal this year. He seen it. He saw the film abysmal. And he's walking in there with 200 plus four star and five star players having already reached out to him. Heck yeah. He's telling <laughs> the truth. What, what do you want him to say? Like this. Sean, no one, you know who, you know, who's rubbing their hands. Exactly. That's salivating more than anybody. Affleck. <laughs> if you think they poured money into that campaign, wait. Yeah. Now that yeah. he's in the power five, oh, just wait. Oh, just wait. Dude, he was I'll, I'll get my actual thoughts in a second, but yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. No, that's really funny. But I mean <sighs> certain things, I think certain things are harsh truth. And then certain things kind of look, you kind of like, man, because of his flair. Like mm-hmm. he's adding flair to the truth. So it looks even, man, it's magnified <laughs> even more. The fact that he's like, yo, this is my quarterback. Yeah. Here's my quarterback here. Like I'm going to win a championship. And when I get back, some of y'all won't be here. That's just harsh truth. Right? That is the truth. This is now, Marcus yep. Freeman might have walked in and said, well, guys, you know, we're going to have to make some tough decisions with the roster, and some of you guys might want to rethink if you want to be here and start looking at p- places you want to go. Marcus Freeman probably would have said it in that matter. That's not Dion. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not prime time, man. Right? So you can't – Rick George can't ask him to come be prime and revitalize the program and then expect – that he's not going to be prime when he meets the media and the players. <laughs> it's either you accept everything. Yeah. You know, I felt bad. I felt bad for the players, right? Yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, yo, that's tough. It's that's tough. Really tough. I actually put, I put Dion on the petty train today. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, you didn't have to do it like that. Like didn't have to. You didn't did, have but to. you didn't have to. I, I Sh- thought personally, I thought it was petty, but man, I actually didn't have too much of a problem with it. If I'm being honest, I saw the video, and then I saw like the backlash that was happening. I'm just like, that's what every coach says. It's just Dion said it differently than other absolutely. coaches would say it, right? Like, absolutely, that's all he did. Hey, look, right. man, you're right. He did say he would have to earn it. He did. That's his quarterback, yo. He's not bringing some Shador there to sit on the bench. Nah, no, he's not. Tra- him and Travis Hunter, if Travis Hunter comes, like they're not yeah. sitting on the bench. We know, this. On the we know this. Well, Sean, I would say this, man. Colorado went one and eleven last year, and most games weren't competitive, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're a bad football team. What was he gonna say? Like things need to change. You're right. I agree with that. I think people were making too much out of it. I mean, I saw someone say like, oh, he's telling people that they can't wear hats in meetings, but he had a hat on a meeting. I'm just like, I get it, man. I understand. But I th- I just think that that's, pr- that's who Deion Sanders is, right? Like that's, like you said, it's prime time. Like you have to, 
you have to understand what he's saying, and he might not just be conveying it in the way that you want it to be said, right? But like he's saying everything that every coach will say, right? We haven't been good enough. We're coming in. It's going to be different. Some of you are not going to see the vision, and that's where we're at, right? Yeah. Like that's what Theon said. It's just Theon had to make a little bit of a spectacle out of it. I mean, call it what it is, right? He's so always that's a spectacle. all. That's what he is. Yeah, he's a spectacle. Yeah. Someone asked, I think earlier, Sean, it's like, when's Colorado relevant last? I remember they had that one year where they had like 10 wins with Sefo Loifau. You remember that a few years ago? Yeah. But before yeah. that, man, they had been what, super seven relevant. Five? Yeah. Six, yeah. Seven five? yeah. 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 So we'll see. Michael Lester, Super Chat, said, Sean, you have changed your opinion of Washington from the start of the year, positive or negative? Why? I'm okay, Washington. I think. Al Washington? I think that's what he's asking. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember what I said. I thought I was pretty much across the board giving everybody a chance. Like, I didn't have – I think people were talking about all the negative stuff that came from Ohio State. And I'm like, well, he was coaching out of position. He's not a linebacker coach. But he got – all of the linebacker, Eichenberg, Sonny Styles, he got them there. So you can't say he can't recruit because his guys are playing. I know some people have been critical of some of the guys that he lost. I, You know what? The Losing more, I'll, I can put on him more than Keon Keeley. Because Keon Keeley was – that's an unfair fight. Like you can't fight people that surround kids. That, in my opinion, as Notre mm-hmm. Dame, if you're a coach at Notre Dame, that's an unfair fight. When you start bringing in NIL people around, it's an unfair fight. So, I mean, yeah, could he built up something that was insurmountable as far as relationship? Possibly, but. Like we just said, you go out and you get Traore and Mookum, who yep. are throw-ins. He's oh, really good, good players. So yep. don't forget Brandon Vernon too. So yeah. Brandon Vernon still man, Brandon Davis Swain committed to Devin Notre Dame because yep. of his relationship with Al Washington. This is straight out of his mouth. That's why he committed. Now, from a coaching standpoint, and then you might see this differently, Ryan. You know, when yep. people upset about Jacob Lacey transferring, I was always referred to when he was talking about his reps were being lessened. Mm-hmm. And Marcus Freeman always said, look, guys get on the field by what they show me in practice. No doubt. So when we saw Gabriel Rubio start getting a lot of reps, I felt like he must have been doing this thing in practice. Mm-hmm. So who's developing him? Al Washington, you know, some For people sure. push back. I think Justin Adam Miola took a step forward this mm-hmm. year. I think yep. uh, Nana took a step forward. It was a little mm-hmm. inconsistent at moments, but I think he took a step forward. So Howard Cross okay. got Gabriel better. Rubio. Gabriel, Gabriel Rubio, Rubio got better. better. So, I mean, we yeah. can nitpick. Has he been perfect? No. But he's been on the job eight months. I mean, I've really, 
I don't have anything negative to say overall, mm -hmm. but I mean, I have some things that I would like done better. But as far as like just being able to say he's this type of coach, I can't come to that conclusion quite yet. I right. can't. And I think I early, early in the show, what, what I gave him the window, right? Which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Earlier in the show, I said, okay, you have transfer portal, spring development, and the 24 class to prove whether or not you're the guy as a defensive line coach. That's your window. Get it mm -hmm. done. Get it done. Get help in the portal. Develop these youngsters and close on the 24 class. That's yep. it. Agreed. Right, we're going to move. We only got a couple more left. Robert Bishop just said Austin Reed, quarterback from Western Kentucky. Won't spend a ton on this, Robert, because I have heard the potential destination for Austin Reed. All I'll say without giving away the school is that you should expect him to land in the SEC. He's a very talented quarterback, though. Was a national championship on, champion on the D2 level at West Florida. Transferred to Western Kentucky. Threw like 36 touchdowns this year. Very talented kid. I think though that he has a um, he has eyes on an SEC school potentially. So we'll is he similar? There. To, uh, is he similar in style of play to a guy that uh, declared for the NFL? Oh no, no, he's nothing. He's nothing like Anthony Richardson. Nothing like Anthony. No, Richardson. I was talking about the other SEC kid that declared. Who's that? Who who's declared so far? Will Levis. Oh, Will Levis? No, no. Will's like. 6'3", 230, like rocket arm type of dude. Austin Reed's more like 6'2", 225, 230 touch thrower. Like mm. he's more that guy. Decent velocity, but he's more of a touch thrower, like intermediate to, to deep type of dude. So I actually like Austin Reed a lot, though. So he'll do well wherever he lands up, but that's all we'll leave it at there. going to go to David Penny, who just said, Ryan, do you cheat playing games with your little one? Well, my little one doesn't play board games or anything, really, David. But when she will, when she does, she will. I no. will. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, oh. absolutely. Yes. Okay. So it's it's teaching moments, then. It is teaching moments, man. Okay. Gotcha. You're not always going to get what you want. You're not always going to get what you want, but mm -hmm. fight for it. Fight for what you get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. All right, uh, let's go. We got Clay Murphy said, do you think that we take another 2024 tight end? Yes, Clay, I do. They also they currently have Jack Larson committed in the 2024 class. I believe that Carter Nelson's the guy to know out of the state of Nebraska, an extremely talented football player who I think will push the number to two, potentially, if he chooses Notre Dame. So I do think they'll be in the conversation for two tight ends. Sean, we had this one that said, when is the last time Colorado was relevant? We already talked about that one, Cordell Stewart days. I know they were pretty good in the early 2000s. Sifa Loifel had them good, I think, in like 2016, I think, as well, for one year. So and I'll go there and then I'll – That's the run. Like early – no, early teens. Early teens had a nice run? I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Was, was that Gary Barnett? Was that that era? Oh, Barnett was there before he went to – Northwestern, right? Was Gary Barnett in Northwestern? Yeah. I can't remember. I can't yeah, remember. Gary Barnett was the one that started the turnaround. No, he went to Colorado after Northwestern, if I'm not Got mistaken. It. Okay. Okay. He that makes more sense. He started turnaround in Northwestern, and then that's where Gary Walker took over from him before he unfortunately passed away. Mm -hmm. 
at Northwestern. And then, yeah, yeah. Gary gotcha. Walker was such a good dude, man. Uh, oh, yeah, yep, yep. So we had the last question of the day. I know you're a baseball guy, so let's go here. Jacob Watson wanted to end the show off with something a little different. He said, how does the Phillies lineup look with Trey Turner in it? How excited are you to see it when Bryce Harper comes back? So, Jacob, I'll tell you who's really excited is – what would you say? Oh, Bryce is going to miss about what, 50, 60 games? Yeah, because he had to get um, Tommy John, I think, on his – yeah, yeah, so – yeah, so – I mean, but when he comes back, Sean, you're going to have JT Romuto. You're going to have um, you're going to have Bryce. You'll have Trey Turner. You'll also have what's his name? Kyle Schwarber is still in the lineup. Nick Castellanos is still in the lineup. So you're going to have a lot of power. You're not going to have a lot of contact hitters outside of Trey Turner, which is why yeah. the I mean the Phillies ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw at the end of the World Series because they just don't have. They didn't have enough contact hitters, man. They were all home run or nothing after the end and yeah. didn't turn out too great at, yeah. at there, right? So, yeah, they – um, but defensively, they're still not great, but having Trey Turner and uh, the young shortstop they have, uh, Bryson Stott, who I'm assuming is probably going to move over to second base, is going to be pretty good for them. So yeah. there's your quick uh, quick baseball note, Sean. you have any anything to add to that one? No. I love the move, right? 300 mil, he sets the market. He's the first domino to fall in a rich, a, a shortstop rich market in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he ends up being the highest paid. I think the next one we'll see come off the board is Dansby Swanson. And then after Dansby Swanson, I think Xander Bodarts uh, will make mm-hmm. his decision on whether or not he leaves Boston or goes someplace else. And then I think Carlos Correa ends up being like fourth or fifth in that dom- in those dominoes. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting, man, because um Correa and, and Bogarts for some teams can be seen as as third baseman, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. with Tatis now being moved to the outfield, um, mm-hmm. you know, do they sit tight with Kim at shortstop? Who played well? He played well. Or do they want to go ahead and feel like they upgrade and go get a Bogarts next to Machado? Or is I think the Cubs are going to be in on one of the shortstops, and yeah. uh, you know, we'll see. All I'll say is this: is I'm happy it's Trey Turner because I know people were talking about Dansby Swanson to the Phillies, and no, thank you. Dansby no, Swanson you. to me is a great. Atlanta fit. Great. Yes. When they drafted him, he developed there. He became the great player that he became there. Like he he just fits them. You know, and I understand Atlanta not feeling like they have to pay, overpay for him because Atlanta's has proven like we can develop players. Like Mm -hmm. they probably have like four or five shortstops just waiting in the minor. So Ron Washington is the reason that they've been able to develop, you know, infielders down there. So, yeah, man, I, 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 man, I love development. I love in college football, NFL. I just love organizations that can de- draft and develop, man. When you can do yeah. that, longevity is inevitable. 
Sean, can you uh, did you see the contract that Jacob DeGrom just got from the Rangers, by the way? Was it no, yesterday? Because I, I know Verlander went to the it, Mets, right? It was, yeah, Verlander went to the Mets today, which, yeah. you know, stinks. But, you know, it's what it is type of thing. I, I need to go find this real quick because it was a – it's a pretty nice little contract he got, man. It's pretty nice. Uh, let me see where it was. Ah, someone sent it to me. I can't find it. It was a nice contract. The years, the years are the biggest thing with DeGrom's history of injuries. That would be the mm-hmm. biggest thing for me. Did they go over five years? It was right. Oh, five years, 185 mil for DeGrom. That's includes fair. A, includes a six-year option that would take the total to $222 million. That's fair. That's I mean, Grom's excellent, man. You just can't yeah, say healthy. He's excellent pitcher, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, and um, Verlander got a two-year, like eighty-something million dollar deal or something like now, that. He's four years so old, now man. You have Verlander and uh, Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Nah, it's it's wild. Justin Verlander is a freak, dude. He just had like a 170 RA at the age of like 39 or 40 last year. It was wild, man. Yeah. Just absolutely that's, wild. You know, that's that Nolan Ryan Texas blood, bro. Yeah, it's that HGH Texas blood, too. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just I don't know that. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> All right. That is gonna do it though for today. We appreciate y'all so much. For joining us on Notre Dame Recruiting Hour, Ed, the mailbag here today. Before y'all leave, if you want to hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast. Five-star reviews are always appreciated. Sign up at boards.irishbreakdown.com and tap into irishbreakdown.com for all your fixes from the Notre Dame side of things, from recruiting. We got basketball being covered. We got everything at irishbreakdown.com. Thank you all so much. From Sean, I am Ryan. Thank you all for joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. 
But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.